Hello everybody, Mama Zone, and this is Mama's Gadget Talk for Friday, 18th of June, 2021. Uh, probably, obviously, it's a Saturday, but still, uh, it's probably still Friday in some parts of, in the other half of the world. Uh, obviously, probably talking to my American and probably British peeps, it's probably uh, still not Saturday. Anyways, uh, whether it is Saturday on your side of the world or whatever, we've got lots to talk about. Uh, now, I didn't do a Thursday episode because I kind of was tired and I kind of was sleeping up quite late and waking up quite late. So I wanted to sort of re reset my schedule, you could say, in terms of sleeping. But yeah, uh, what hasn't really stopped is a new technology kind of coming up back and forth. We've got plenty to talk about. So let's just jump right in really because, again, uh, there's just quite a lot. First thing I want to talk about uh, that we talked about in the previous episode really is the Honor 50 series. Now they've now the launch events happened. They've launched the phones in China. Now the Honor 50 series of phones, the uh, 50SE, 50, and the 50 Pro, are the first Honor phone really that uh, we've seen. First major flagship Honor phone that we've seen since uh, Huawei sold off the brand because they kind of couldn't do much with it and they were losing money and uh, we've kind of covered it on the show before and so they ran out and sold it to it's uh, to a consortium of, of uh, players now as an independent brand they have options they could now offer the experience that consumers really want they could offer the cameras that people really want well they can now use third-party chipsets which is uh, interesting compared to previously so now you have these three incredible phones the honor 50 se the honor 50 and the honor uh, 50 Pro uh, and if we look at the specifications it is quite a fascinating phone to say the least let's start with the cheapest of the lot uh, the Honor 50 SE you get a Dimensity 900 SoC chip uh, 6.78 inch FHD plus LTPS LC display no OLED at this point but oh well that's better than nothing 4000 milliamp hour battery we get 66 watts of wired fast charging so you could top up the phone's battery in just 37 minutes which is impressive uh, nonetheless you get this much fast charging which I think speaks to I mean they're able to pack some value here you have 108 megapixel uh, camera at the back uh, that's main sensor along with 8 megapixel ultra wide and a 2 megapixel macro sensor uh, you get Android 11 uh, but you get magic UI 4.2 which is quite fascinating we go up to the honor 50 which is the main phone in the series you get a snapdragon 778g mid-range processor pretty fast for what it is uh, good value in that regard a slightly small smaller 6.57 inch FHD plus OLED screen uh, same cameras at the back as the Honor 50 Pro and a 32 megapixel selfie camera but you don't get the second selfie camera that's on the Pro and you get 66 watts fast charging uh, still uh, but you have a 4300 milliamp hour battery so it has slightly longer battery life if that's what you're going for but we gotta talk about the uh, the big not the I mean the big boy the Honor 50 Pro you get the same processor as the Honor 50. You get a 6.72 inch FHD plus curved OLED panel, 120 hertz refresh rate, 4000 milliampere battery, and get this: 100 watts of fast charging. 100 watts of fast charging, wired, and this means uh, you can charge your phone from zero to 100 percent 
in just 25 minutes this is this is now this is what I call innovation I'm sure that if uh, that's how I'd want to say it and, and in terms of camera you don't get three but you get four sensors at the back you get 108 megapixel f1.9 aperture main sensor 8 megapixel ultrawide sensor and 2 megapixel depth and 2 megapixel macro sensors and the main uh, sensor uh, will let you essentially uh, combine pixels so you can get a 12 megapixel 2.1 micron pixel shot which is incredible so you can go from 108 to 2 uh, quite crispy 12 megapixel shots does this uh, this, this is what they call Nona binning and this is uh, and this I think it could be the isocell HM2 processor you uh, sensor you never know really I don't know why I'm saying camera sensors as processors they're not really they're just a sensor that captures something and then they processor processes it get it oh well <laughs> uh, and this main 108 megapixel sensor has a 1 by 1.52 inch sensor size so that's incredible you get a 32 megapixel uh, primary and 12 megapixel wide-angle selfie camera so dual selfie camera so you can get a lot I like that honor has offered a ultra uh, wide-angle uh, selfie camera 100 degrees field of view so that is wonderful nonetheless now we've heard about this before I mean I'm leaked I mean we're talking the last episode because it got leaked I mean the, um, there's not much of the phone we didn't know of in this event but uh, we kind of now know it's a thing and you can go buy it I mean, it's available to buy in China and they're planning on a worldwide release in fact so much so that Honor has confirmed that uh, the Honor 50 series will be getting Google mobile services and will be going to Google security review with Google Play secure review very soon kind of uh, because Honor obviously confirmed to the verge that uh, uh, Google services will be available on the Honor 50 series, which I think is awesome. That I think was the biggest deal breaker of Honor phones uh, since obviously the the you know the Huawei's uh, troubles kind of started a couple of years back, where they did couldn't get Android on their phones. Uh, sorry, Google uh, Play on those phones, and now uh, they had to use their own. And Honor obviously went through that too, also, and that caused pretty big trouble. So. I'm kind of glad that now that Honor is its own kind of brand gone solo and now that it's able to make these good really good phones it's also offering Google Play services which I think is great uh, if you gonna buy go and buy these phones I think you'll be assured that there's YouTube Google Maps Chrome Gmail all the apps are available no substitutes required none of that um, you know search and then you side load it and side loading is great but it can get quite tedious if you ask me but yeah it's impressive that they're able to offer Google services uh, now being an independent brand so uh, that's great and all you get we've talked about the Honor 50 and Honor 50 Pro you get some so decently solid specs uh, good performance uh, for what you have here you get mid-range chips but they're again decently fast for everyday users you're able to get through these for three years and you'll still be happy um, I mean if you've had an Honor phone in the last couple of years you definitely should be thinking if any of you are now thinking of upgrading to a new phone you definitely should be looking for this phone uh, I mean and here's the best part uh, they're launching in China there's already available in China right now uh, pretty much but uh, they have a plan to launch it all over the world in Europe in uh, the Middle East in Asia 
and in places in some parts of South America and obviously and Egypt and stuff which I think is awesome uh, and uh, and uh, that's impressive so do look out do look out for these phones they should be available uh, in the in the Middle East sort of in the Gulf kind of because uh, you know Huawei and Honor is such a big brand in the in the Gulf countries and it seems like people haven't stopped buying Huawei and Honor devices just even if Google services were removed I think it speaks to the marketing power of a brand like Huawei they're able to convince consumers to buy their devices after everything but um, in case you're curious about how much it costs uh, let's start from the cheapest uh, phone on the series the Honor 50 SE will start from 2399 Yonra MB which would be th around $375 plus uh, that'd be for the base spec 8 gigabytes of RAM 128 gigabytes of storage and uh, the SE would go uh, okay and as for the base spec similar for the Honor 50 expect to start paying something somewhere around 2699 yuan RMB or around $422 uh, MSRP in China for the base spec Honor 50 and goes all the way up to the max out spec for 3399 yuan RMB which would be $531 approximately and then the Pro big charging big cameras big screen big wonders and expect to pay for the 8 gigabyte RAM and 256 gigabyte storage option uh, starting at 3699 yuan RMB or 578 dollars and you can end uh, the max start spec is just 300 yuan more so that would be about 625 dollars so that's a broad spec so around around 350 to 700 dollars uh, that's what the series will kind of cost neck and neck so that's kind of interesting uh, this probably is something for everyone here honestly looking at how much the 50 honor 50 costs this looks like a decent upgrade for my older sister yeah I mentioned it in the previous episode she has an honor 8 light uh, uh, Moses is listening big shout out hi there I mean hope I uh, you know you know I uh, hope you'd notice uh, them mention um, aside from that uh, the price looks good though the honor 50 looks like a good deal uh, for what you're getting you're getting some solid specs for a solid price and then the pro yeah if they added an 870 this would have sweetened the deal but then they just became independent so they couldn't grab the 870 the next thing they had next best thing that Qualcomm had was the 778 which is almost like the 870 a little a little a little inferior but still um, the Pro, but what you're getting with the Pro is an OLED display, uh, you know, a high refresh rate also, OLED, uh, you know, big charging, again, you get some pretty top specs and you're paying good money for it. And I read somewhere online as I was going through this, is that um, the Honor 50 is being assembled by BYD Electronics. Yes, that BYD that makes EVs now even though uh, they do assemble electronics probably uh, that's surprising I thought they have their own assembly line by now or use Foxconn because that's the thing with other phone makers have their own assembly lines weirdly but uh, hey uh, right now you know honor has gone solo so that's what we're expecting to see but, but it's also impressive that they're man not only managing to pump out a new phone already but they're also planning a global launch which I think is impressive I mean they're not slowing down not slowing down here that that's for sure so they're 
now I forgot what the slogan for Honor was. I, I totally forgot. It's been such a long time since Honor has been kind of the news, you know, because, you know, it was part of Huawei and we kind of forgot about it. So that's crazy. So, yeah, that's, uh, so it's quite a fascinating phone nonetheless. I mean, it's already available to purchase in China. It should be available out around the world pretty soon. Do check with the, your local Honor social media page. There's a, that's a thing. So, you know. Uh, do do check around it should be available in the next couple of months I, I do check on Aliexpress though it, it'll probably come soon pretty pretty soon because uh, you know I'm seeing a lot of uh, phones getting global version on that site uh, you know it's to say about a month or so after the China release probably so you know uh, do watch the space kind of now as we talk about phones phones and you guessed it phones Motorola, the Lenovo one, not the original Motorola, the, the Lenovo-owned Motorola has just dropped a new phone. But interesting enough, this is a unusual phone. Uh, it is called the Moto Defy. You know, defy the odds, you know. But here, uh, this phone is basically quite, uh, is a rugged phone. It has, uh, it probably has like tough applications, you know, like it's supposed to be for people out in the wild, out in the world, you know, you're knocking your phone around and all that. So it's a, it's an incredibly rugged phone. Now, interestingly, Lenovo is not building this phone. This is being produced by a company called Bullet. But it's kind of interesting. So, not Lenovo though. It's, uh, it, but hey, uh, this is a company apparently that is known for making phones from the Caterpillar line uh, brand. So that's interesting. And the Caterpillar, yes, Caterpillar, I think, has branded phones. And they're using the industry, even though the branded phones, you know, they're kind of white-labeled with, with the name on it. So, apparently, it's been 11 years since Motorola, uh, since there's been a Motorola phone with the Defy branding, which is kind of interesting, and uh, that's a new fact for me, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, I guess you're wondering what the specs are in this phone. Uh, the Moto Defy has a 6.5-inch HD plus IPS LC display. It has a 0.7mm Corning Gorilla Glass Victus sort of coating, so it's quite thick in that regard. I don't know how thick that is, but uh, uh, that's quite the that's uh, quite a deep, deep glass, if you know what I mean. And it's, zero, and it's re actually it's recessed 0.5mm for extra drop protection, so a bit of a lip around the phone potentially. Let's see, is, is, does the marketing picture show this? Uh, it's hard to tell really, you'd, you'd have to see the phone in person so you'd get a feel for it. Um, if I'm able to. Actually, so I think the 0.5mm recess, recess would probably be like to create a lip so that the, f the, the screen does not get cracked on by when the impact, when it's hit on the impact, so that's interesting. You got a Snapdragon 662 processor. 4 gigabytes of RAM, 64 gigabytes of microSD uh, storage. Okay, 64 gigabytes of storage. You can put a microSD card slot right over there. This is an affordable phone. Uh, looking from the spec sheet here, 5,000 mAh battery, 20 watts fast charging. Not the fastest charging in the world, but better than nothing at least. Not 5 watts, 20. So if you've had a rugged phone before, like you've bought one of those rugged phones of AliExpress or you bought one from it because your company needs it or you're using it yourself, you'll definitely feel the improvement right here in terms of charging. But um, at least this is, looks like a solid phone potentially. But uh, you know, uh, here's a good part, you get a 48 megapixel back camera, 
a main sensor, a two megapixel depth, two megapixel macro, a megapixel selfie camera, and you get a capacitive uh, fingerprint scanner right in the Motorola logo, in the Motorola logo, uh, right neck, right down the cameras. So you could tap that to open your phone. I, now, I don't know how durable that is, but okay, that's that's interesting. Now you're wondering about the word durability on this phone. What what what's the durability on this? There's, there's a there's a rubberized back, which is cool. That's on every durable phone, my one. What, what's so special? You get IP68 water and dust resistance, along with the with a mil STD 810H military grade rating. Uh, now, you're curious what that rating gives you. So essentially, it's certified to handle quite extreme use cases. So, I mean, so if you're a soldier out there using this, then you your phone won't really suffer much. Very interestingly, uh, this is a obviously it can withstand more than your regular phone, including drops courtesy of a structurally reinforced PCB, and you also get a lanyard attachment. Atta you could have a, you can put your lanyard on the phone too, so you don't have you won't really get dropped from the corner. So that's cool. Um, so, but obviously, uh, this only comes Android 10. Uh, that's kind of a bit of a deal breaker for geeks but if you're a re if your user really needs the one of these durable phones then you're not really gonna mind don't you I mean you you need toughness right uh, now the Moto Defy will be available in Europe and sort of and, and in South America where Motorola sells a lot of phones already they'll start from 330 euros uh, or 280 British pounds so um so uh, it'll be available over the coming weeks since no exact launch date. Obviously, once it gets into stores, you know, you're able to find it or to the carriers. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'm, I, 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 like, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting phone. I mean, uh, I'm sure they're like, uh, I, I am sure, I'm sure they're probably faster durable phones than this. But, uh, hey, it's a much, it's a moto after all, right? So uh, there's nothing to worry about. It's uh, it's rock solid. Get it? At least it will work. <laughs> oh well, oh well. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, I'm trying not to be. F I mean, I I I know I'm trying to be funny, but you know, I mean, uh, it it's a, it's as hard as a rock. That's for sure. It's a moto, at least. That's for sure. <laughs> I kind of want to warn you. My voice is interesting, but there's a bit of a hissing noise in the back. If you're able to hear it, so please don't mind that's probably something to my computer and the headphone jack and you know interference so please 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 bear with me i mean i'm i'm I, it's I'm probably trying to record this show at the bare minimum equipment I'd love to have a sure s m seven b mic and you know big studio setup you know but but you know circumstances guys i mean can't have a big studio setup when you know you're not even in your home yet um so yeah that's interesting so bear with me i mean it's it's kind of complicated so yeah this next one uh, moving on uh this is gonna surprise you if you know infinix and if you've used the infinix phone their next phone will shock you i mean this is uh i've read this and i can't believe it i'm i'm like i really mean it this is nuts this is this is nuts. Like, 
what? I mean, I hope this is not an April Fool's joke. I really do hope that Infinix is making this phone. I just cannot believe it. So, this is kind of long, this is complicated, but uh, in case you guys are curious, uh, you know, if you never heard of Infinix, it's a pretty popular brand. If you live in, in Africa, if you live in Asia, uh, if you live in South Asia, if you live in, in, in Sub-Saharan Africa, so, you know, all my, all my homies in Kenya, in, in Nigeria, in South, South Africa, in India recently, and in Pakistan, and in Indonesia, like, in Asia and in, in Africa, uh, Infix is a pretty big brand, like, uh, okay, but it comes to South Asia, they're probably pop, very popular in Pakistan and Bangladesh, because they probably make some quite box-standard cheap phones with MediaTek chips, and some value-for-money props, big batteries, uh, at least, uh, good cameras, uh, they recently, uh, announced the Note, uh, Infix Note 10 Pro, Last uh, in the past year or two or three, you could say last year or two, they've been pumping out some interesting phones. Probably that's thanks to because MediaTek has been offering good chips here, like the uh, Helio G series chips. So Infinix is making some better and better phones that now offer th things like fast charging. But um, you know, Infinix Note Note 10 Pro, for context, has a G95 uh, processor from MediaTek, 90 hertz LCD display, Android 11. Uh, high refresh rates are now on lots of phones, but basically the point I'm trying to say is that Infinix is not really known for groundbreaking innovation or fast specs, high performance, gaming, camera, it's a monster, AI genius, it, it's not about that. Infinix as a brand, I mean, the mar uh, in, in, in the markets they really sell to, they're not really, uh, they're just value, good value for money. They're not really, uh, they're not chasing performance charts. They're not smashing and 2-2 scores here. They're just trying to make decently good phones for good prices that are a hell of a lot cheaper, at least, than your Samsung or your Xiaomi phone. It's cheaper than your Mi 11, cheaper than your S21. No one's going to buy it. I mean, if you live in Pakistan, no one's going to spend... Uh, 120,000 Pakistani rupees. It's about a thousand dollars. Basically, no one's gonna spend a thousand bucks on a phone. There's probably one or two percent of the population that will spend over a thousand dollars on a phone. They're probably rich, or they probably made a lot of money in their savings accounts. Got loaded with millions and millions of dollars. So yeah, you know, they probably discovered millions of dollars under a un under a chest or under the bed one day so now they're buying an iPhone and a, and a Samsung but you look past the, 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 the ultra wealthy folks who buy phones vast chunk of folks if they're not really having preference of Xiaomi or, or, or Samsung really they end up buying a phone from Infinix because they just tend to have good specs for good prices anywho they're not known for high performance that's for sure but this next phone is quite interesting because you know um you know the how are they doing this after everything? Okay, but it's interesting. The phone's quite thick, but stick for the right reasons. Infix's upcoming phone. This is a leak from XDA developers. Big shout out to them because they've leaked it. But um, this new phone that they have appears to have two cameras, and one can be a depth sensor, has USB C, stereo speakers, curved display with a hole punch, uh, with a hole punch camera. No big deal. Top left corner punch a hole punch camera that's great uh and all uh no headphone jack whoopsie daisy looks a bit like a huawei p50 or a mi 11 in terms of design but get this this could have 160 watt fast charging 
Now there's no mention of processor or and also it looks like it has a built-in fingerprint sensor. I mean, this is the kind of specs that they should have launched on a phone four years later from now. But um, the fact that they're really releasing such a and also the XDA developers have leaked the design of the phone from all sides. The back of the, now this looks like quite a narrow phone, uh, potentially. Uh, a kind of 21 by 9 aspect ratio phone, so that's interesting. At the back, it has this weirdly unique design. It says "Now." I think it could be another. It could be a new gaming phone, you know, uh, or it could be a premium phone for Asia primarily, because I, I mean, I don't want to be judgmental. People do buy expensive phones around the world. In South Asia, incomes are growing. So in Pakistan, India, there is, and in Bangladesh, there's an increasing segment of consumers who are going to spend over five, six hundred dollars, even a thousand dollars for a phone. And I think Infinix is trying to have a phone for that budget, for that segment, potentially, if if they could do that. So I think they could launch it in Asia first, and then they probably bring it to the rest of the world. But given the specs that we potentially have here, I can't believe it. This could be happening. This is, um, I mean, I. I a curved display, a massive camera, um, I mean, a big sensor potentially. It could be, I mean, who knows? 160 watt fast charging. Uh, given what we've seen with the Honor 50 Pro, it could be a five, $600 phone right in the air. 500 probably. I mean, I don't know how much it will really cost. 300, 500 euro, uh, dollars straight away. Three to 500. That's, that's how I'm looking at it. Uh, given how much Infix phones tend to cost from the competition. I mean, the Note 10 Pro did come out recently. I think, I don't know how much it costs in Pakistan. I'd have to Google this though. Um, I mean, it's already available. You could get it. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see. How much does this cost in Pakistan? 30k. Uh, now, 30. So let's do a currency calculation. Hundred around two hundred bucks and hundred ninety one dollars uh, for a Note Ten Pro, and similar spec phones. Um, similar specs phones would be like th three sub three hundred, so four to five hundred bucks potentially. So it's quite fascinating, nonetheless. This is bananas. Um, I mean, if they're actually adding these specifications, let's let's hope they do that. It, this could be interesting. It could be a bit of a gaming phone or a high performance phone, or a bit of a luxurious phone uh, for uh, for those consumers like uh, who want a nicer Infinix. I don't I don't see at this price point people jump to Xiaomi and Samsung potentially in the Android space. We talk about it. we're not even going to iPhones honestly. I mean, we'll buy a Samsung at 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 six hundred dollars potentially. That, that's what I'm. That's what I see here. But that's that really, so um, uh, we've seen the leak already, it could be an Infinix Now phone, so that's interesting. I think it could only come to Asia first, because I think consumers in Asia would have the appetite to spend over $500 for an Infinix potentially, because they have this quite a loyal fan base for these phones, so that's that. OnePlus is teaming up with Oppo, but not the way you think, they're just gonna be friends. Uh, because... Uh, Pete Lau, the current OnePlus CEO, uh, well, Carl Pei left the company, uh, left OnePlus. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Pete Lau announced uh, on the OnePlus community on Wednesday 
that um, that uh, OnePlus will essentially be teaming up with with uh, I mean Oppo and OnePlus will be friends, but um, now uh, both both brands will have the same will sort of have uh, both comp uh, OnePlus will basically use some resources from Oppo. And apparently, and I'll read read what uh, what um, Pete Lau said here. Uh, as many of you know, last year I took on some additional responsibilities to oversee product strategy for both OnePlus and Oppo. Since then, we have integrated a number of our teams together with Oppo to better streamline our operations and capitalize on additional shared resources. As a thing positive impact from those changes, we decide we've decided to further integrate our organization with Oppo. Uh, I'm confident that this change will be positive for our community and our users. With this deeper integra integration of OPPO, we will have more resources at hand to create even better products for you. It will also allow us to be more efficient, for example, bring faster and more stable software updates for OnePlus users. Uh, now, aside from, oh, OnePlus will never settle and, you know, we won't merge, okay? I mean, we're still gonna be our own thing, okay? We're never settling for uh for uh dimensity 1200 okay we're gonna still give you flagship killer specs even if your wallet kind of you know if your wallet starts to get tired bro we're spending more money i mean give us more uh basically uh pete lao has kind of mentioned that um that one that uh open one plus uh one plus is obviously uh, and, and Oppo now have sort of same teams for different products and segment of different departments, quality control probably, um, you know. Uh, this is on top of the fact that what OnePlus and Oppo sort of merge their R and D operations, which is interesting. You do get a lot of talent, but still, it's all about efficiencies, and I'm not surprised really, given given this past year has been interesting, uh, the pandemic and stuff, and and also it's not to, it's not easy to run a phone brand on such scale so i understand the commercial aspect of this in terms of uh, in trying to sort of uh, deliver good phones get it quickly you know get get the chip get everything ready and pump the phone out but you need that speed and i'm, I'm sure they need some teams from oppo who really scale up push out phones at incredible at lightning speed and so if oneplus pretty much maintain a full dip uh, division uh, full operation sort of they would probably kept losing money and I'm sure that they're think well, there's probably reasons we don't know, um, and obviously OnePlus will still be an independent brand from Oppo, but it's the sister concern. Obviously, both share a parent company to an extent, for the looks of it. Um, but uh, OnePlus will still be an independent brand. It'll have its own OS. In case you're curious, Oxygen OS will still be available and still be updated, and will be given support uh, outside the China market in China for the OnePlus Nine series. Onwards, uh, OnePlus phones will is using Oppo's Color OS. It's gotten nicer. Uh, still could be better than Oxygen OS, but still better than nothing. But uh, uh, Oxygen OS will be available worldwide, so that's that. But I'm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. A bit torn. It's good. It's bad. Good in in the operational sense, management sense. You don't have to waste time on little little things. You can you know kind of you want to get in key parts prototyping R&D uh, quality control like little little things that you could dedicate resources but you know, it's, it's tough to retain talent these days and you know you, so you got to give it over to uh, Oppo sort of they, if they're doing it on scale successfully then it's easy um, but yeah um, 
it's uh, I think the bad will probably be that you know Oppo is gonna start kind of adding some of their touches to OnePlus and that could ruin OnePlus phones completely especially the Nord phones that I feel I have a lot of promise like the Nord 2 but it could get ruined if Oppo starts tinkering around like oh no you gotta have 256 megapixel camera because that's what people are looking for so yeah you know you know we people need need uh, cheap excellent phones you know like selfies are important you know but uh, you know it's kind of diluting some of oneplus's unique brand value like what made oneplus special for people at the very at the end of the day it's that it was it was completely different from say typical chinese phone brands oneplus is shenzhen based now it's it's based in shenzhen that's great i mean it has access to the supply chains but one thing about oneplus was it it was different in the sense that it acted like it understood uh, phone consumers in the rest of the world outside of China, sort of the folks in India, folks in in the Middle East, folks in 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 the UK, in the US, like in the West, in in Asia, Sub-Saharan Africa, basically the global phone market. Basically, the rest of the world outside of China, where Google services are there. There's, there's clean OS. We want to be more productive. We need greater focus. It's got to be clean. The camera matters, you know. Uh, back camera matters, actually, not not the selfie camera, okay? And um, you know, we'd love to have a yeah, I'd love to have a charging plug that charge a laptop because you know it's a mess to charge carry three chargers, you know. So and that was a good thing about OnePlus. So it, it's based in China, but focused on global users it, 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 because most people who bought OnePluses were outside of China. There are folks in the UK, in, in, in France, in Germany, in India, in, in Norway, in the US also, in the UAE and stuff. So so that was the best part of OnePlus. And now, now if they're going to get some folks from Oppo to do work for OnePlus phones, I don't know, honestly. I'm, I'm quite torn. This is this could be... Um, this is good and bad. Honestly, um, I don't know, really. I mean, go to show me now. I mean... Uh, if those go folks are making phones in mass, but they're figuring out little things in between, and that's just me kind of, you know. Oh well, uh, maybe OnePlus is doing it for efficiency purposes. They just want to be fast enough to. They want to be fast. They want to have fast time to market. That's the thing in business, you know, where the product needs to go from development to short store shelves in no time, and the phone market's quite aggressive. So you need to be out there in seconds, not even in day. In 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 quarters you need to be out there in months in, in days oppo pumps out phones every couple of months literally so i'm not surprised but I, it's it's it, i'm not it's it seems it's, it's changing you know this is a different oneplus compared to what we had years ago where there was an invite system there's the fan focus you got to the community go to the community and you talk to the community about the features and i don't know honestly it's this this is uh, it's both good and both bad it's it's 50 50 bad 50 50 good more crazy, Carl Pei left the company. Uh, so, if this is basically a different OnePlus from, say, Carl Pei's days, I'm not surprised. I don't know. I mean, uh, let's hope for the best, though. That that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at. You know. So yeah. And finally, if you've been living under a rock, you will. And if you don't have a PC, you probably haven't heard of this. But if you have a PC, everyone's talking about it. So. If you remember, ever remember when if you remember the good old days when Microsoft uh, Microsoft released Windows 10 to the world after the bombastic failure that was Windows 8, I mean 
Microsoft, I get it. You wanted to put Windows. You want you you saw the iPad. You wanted to offer an iPad and a Windows. You want to offer a a a, a Windows on a tablet. We get it, but it didn't work. It, it was out of control. You know, for computers were slow. I get it. Windows 10 was great. It was very successful. I mean, <laughs> the computer I have has went the latest update of Windows 10, and uh, weirdly, it did work. Uh, it did remove the activation key problem because. Um, Apparently, they could use a Windows 7. Oh, well, that's a long story. But when Windows 10 came out, Microsoft made a point that it was the last real major version of Windows. And the plan they had was to offer updates and to offer sort of it as a Windows as a service. And that was great. And they're adding new bits and bobs and fixing security updates and all that kind of great stuff. And now we got this bombshell called Windows 10. Where's Windows 9, though? I, I, di I actually did hear that if Microsoft did win with the decision to offer the next version of Windows back then as Windows 9, what was now what's now Windows 10, I heard that it could have caused problems with programs because they would pretend this is a MS-DOS distribution, not uh, Windows 9 actual, even if they tried to change everything and like, give patches, it would have been too much of a collateral damage, I think. So I honestly don't remember, but that's what I kind of heard from online. But now, uh, apparently, uh, we're going to see Windows 11 because uh, the first version of the OS kind of that, that's out there, the beta kind of uh, build, has been leaked. Literally. Windows 11 build 21996 has literally been leaked online and everyone's ran out and downloaded it and played around to see how good it is and what's the big fuss. Now, interestingly, uh, Windows 11 is a pretty significant upgrade, potentially. According to Satya Nadella and Panos Sante, I mean, well, Satya Nadella made a point that uh, Windows 11 will be a big, uh, the next version of Windows will be the biggest upgrade in a decade. That's looking to be quite a big upgrade, potentially, uh, in that regard. So, uh, in case you're curious, first, um, Windows 11 features a new UI, new operating system and UI that's quite similar to uh, the Chrome OS, basically the, the taskbar you have here. Instead of it being, instead of having your Windows uh, icon and search and uh, taskbar or, you know, uh, summary sort of, and other programs you've sort of saved to the, to the taskbar, Instead of being on your top left, uh, thing on your bottom left, instead of being leftwards, now it's in the center. Like, hmm, I think I've seen this before. Chrome OS, because Chrome OS ha does this. They literally have a central tray, a tray in the center, all your icons, that's where your app drawers, that's where your, it's kind of, it's also on Mac OS too. It's cool. But also, you, I, I mean, based on what I've heard, seen online with the build, you could revert this to the old design if you wanted to. I'm sure there'll probably be because a lot of people will get very annoyed. I myself feel kind of excited, kind of happy, it's excited. Uh, first of all, they've kind of kept the summary uh, instead of this big, you know, uh, annoying, uh, you know, taking a big chunk of the taskbar now it's like a little thing you click on and 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 it's it's truly summarized so that's pretty awesome so um that's one big change this actually is from your the windows 10x 
that was planned for but obviously due to the pandemic and huge demand and obviously phone makers couldn't really run out and offer a couldn't really run out and offer computers on time and microsoft kind of delayed it and then scrapped it for a new version of windows potentially so that's probably what you're seeing here so they're probably taking some code that they already already got for a clean optimized windows 10x over to windows 11 so that's what's happening you got brand new snap controls here you can like kind of run you can push your apps to run uh, multiple apps on the same screen now the way you usually do this in windows 10 is that you literally pull your tab push it sort of to either side and it'll give you a little preview and you and you add it and then you can add a pro and you can choose to uh, select another window in fact i'm recording the show and i basically have two uh, programs on the same screen literally in snap so i have chrome on one and i have audacity on it yes i use audacity it's pretty good uh, now in windows 11 you can use the maximize you can click on maximize and you'll be giving a little preview um and you can pick your you can pick your flavor really you can have two apps snapped up or four apps snapped up and you you could you could choose to do that it's a little convenient if you have a mouse you don't have to hover around and stuff it's pretty pretty cool um and uh, nothing much has changed the, carrying some things over from windows 10 some things have changed the folder icons the icons have changed for lots of apps the windows icon is now this square uh the the squarish design that is modern microsoft and a lot of icons have changed and now some of the icons are quite colorful so that'll add a, a bit of spice to the laptop or your computer potentially that's awesome um and you have uh, you have a new improved Xbox app, so you can jump into Game Pass content if you want, and Game Stream potentially, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you're able to still access Xbox Game Bar and Game Mode as like Windows 10. So, so uh, it is a pretty big upgrade. You have like clean new icons, um, you know, crispy, uh, crispy new interface, new wallpapers, new icons, new new style. Really, it's it's a little nice. It's a it's a bit of a a stylish upgrade for 2021 i think timing is interesting um now aside from this we really we don't know much now it is bringing a lot of elements of windows t uh, 10x which should have come uh, before but it got delayed and got cancelled uh but um uh, it looks nice um as i said it's got really cool icons and stuff i'm definitely excited uh, for this it's uh, interesting to say the least there's not much uh, here but uh, yeah uh, aside from this quite changed up interface and uh, also has a new s in hand if you've missed startup sounds in windows they're quite iconic based on memes on tiktok that's my that's the windows xp one if you remember everyone knows this because uh, windows xp has been used by everyone including everyone in my generation i grown up with windows xp you've grown up with xp you know how it works and windows 10 does, windows 10 does not have a startup sound you add it in the settings uh, but if you want a default startup sound um uh, there's one for windows 11 i think let me see if i can play this so essentially it's like ding yeah it's, it's probably coming in my headphones ding Someone said this was similar to Windows 95, but but it's a bit shortened. This is interesting, nonetheless. So um, so basically, uh, it also you get a new setup experience, and basically it should be a, 
a walk in the park basically it should be easy peasy as if uh, you bought a Chromebook you log in you tick some things on you you, you know download some apps off you go you know straightforward no custom settings or anything like that nonsense so that's that kind of uh, and aside from that uh, potentially uh, Windows could offer um, sorry Microsoft I, I always tend to confuse Microsoft and Windows. I don't know why, but Windows is the OS, Microsoft's the company. But I kind of did uh, read up that uh, Windows, I mean, the way they're going to launch it and offer an upgrade is that if you have Windows 10 already, you can upgrade to Windows 11 for free and like and also Windows 7 potentially. That'd be awesome. Uh, mm, I don't know how they're able to pull it off. I think it'll be easy to do it from Windows 10. So that's that. Oh. Uh, and there's a recent story that Microsoft. Oh, this is happening. Uh, if you don't still don't believe in those levens a thing, uh, this is the latest scoop. Uh, yeah, it's, this case came on Friday. Uh, so pretty famous uh, Indian probably tech site, Bebom. They posted an article and they kind of offered a download link for the ISO for for Windows 11, so you can go play and try it around. And then the article got striked down by Microsoft. They issued a DMCA takedown complaint against Google. And the description goes, bboom.com's article is distributing Windows 11 ISO copyright to Microsoft. Please remove their article from the search. It is a leaked copy of the unreleased Windows 11. Guys, it's happening. I, I'm so excited. Let's see what, what they have though. Aside from the new UI, it's it's exciting. I mean, I, I cannot wait. And get get here's, here's the best part of it all. It's coming this week. We don't have to wait any longer. It's coming this coming week on June 24th, hopefully. So that's exciting. You could see the excitement in my voice. That's pretty Sunday and then Wednesday. Yeah, well, this Wednesday, hopefully. So Thursday's episode. We'll be talking all things Windows 11. Uh, obviously, at, unlike hardware, software is easy to install, and if your computer has Windows 10, you should be able to upgrade to Windows 11 easily. So that's exciting, nonetheless. So I, I mean, I know it's an up UI upgrade, a uh, new start menu and all, but I cannot wait. I mean, this this is exciting. I mean, I like. Uh, this looks like a more more modern upgrade of Windows. It's more modern, and um, it probably run on nicer laptops. And apparently, there's an ARM version of this also potentially. Oh my God, that's the new Action Center. I'm just seeing it now. Wow. So unlike the current one, which is based off Windows 8, the Action Center it's like a bit like a modern tab uh, phone. So you have like toggles for everything, like rotation locks and everything. And like a running and you, if you have a audio running in the background or anything it would be on top so you can use that and control it this is awesome this is this is I mean uh, Wednesday cannot come sooner I, I I just cannot wait this is this is this is wonderful not, I'm not gonna lie that I think you could revert back to vid the Windows 10 uh, you know UI if you want that's the best part so this is this is exciting. I mean, uh, I mean, like I can't believe this is happening. This is probably got to be most exciting bit of news that I've heard this year. A bit of hope in 2021. It's been an interesting year, nonetheless.
As I have Windows 11 potentially dropping this coming week, what do you think of everything you've heard today? Let me know on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Sayed underscore Moan 99. Follow me there if you can. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Rev- please drop a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, re- reviews make it easy for Apple to like you know bring the show up in the in its algorithm. So please please do that. You know help help us out. Share it to your friends and family. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, stay safe uh, and you know take care. Uh, till Tuesday. This is your boy Marwan signing out. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, and have a great weekend. All right. Uh, See you on Tuesday, alright? Peace. Thanks for listening. Ciao.